Welcome to the PM Power Podcast, where Darren Hunter from Inspired Growth Training interviews some of the world's best property management experts to give you real solutions to the biggest issues property managers struggle with everywhere. For 25 ways to control office interruptions so you can slam through more tasks faster, go to pmpowerkeys.com. Hi everyone, Darren Hunter here. Before we get into our podcast, just want to do a quick shout out for Inspection Manager. What an amazing inspection app platform that they have. And they're really excited at the moment with their tenant assisted routine inspections, where your tenants in the convenience of their own time frame and in the convenience of their rental property, they can be getting you through the app inspections, um, their own inspection or their own photos that they've done. Now this is going to help you, particularly if you're in lockdown, but what we've also found as businesses have come out of lockdown, um, they've found that perhaps they can do maybe one or even two of these inspections a year, aside from scheduling their normal routine inspections. The next step, really go and have a demo, have a look for yourself and make a decision where this could actually work for you too. So go to inspectionmanager.com, request a demo and check it out. Hi everyone, Darren Hunter here from the PM Power podcast show and I have a guest with us today, Kylie Walker, who runs an agency uh, based in Toowoomba in Ipswich in Queensland called I Think Property, but Kylie Walker also is uh, running her own podcast show as well. So check it out. Um, that Property Mum, uh, great podcast show. Just having a look at some of the episodes on there. Kylie, um, you just did one with uh, Kirk Stafford, the property management staffing crisis. That's a really good topical thing. Resilience with Hayley Mitchell, social media with Alan Bathgate, burnout property management so everyone go check out that property mum for our american listeners and viewers mum is spelled m-u-m um of course with british spelling so uh welcome kylie thank you so much for having me i've been a, a long-term listener of all of your podcasts you guys have um pioneers in this space and um have some amazing content um for everyone in the industry so um yeah i've been a big fan for a long time well, Kylie, you've told me that so you've got 13 years property management experience, but before that, you were a sport journo um, and you were a, a player in women's rugby um, and quite the, the rugby fan. Just saying to you before, we don't know where I'm in Adelaide. I'm from Adelaide, South Australia. We don't know what rugby is here. So <laughs> congratulations. Yeah, well, I kind of fell into property management like so many people in this industry. Um, it was, um, I was working long weekends and late nights and I had four children under five, crazy, I know. And uh, it just wasn't working, fitting in with our life. I'd used up all of my babysitting favors from family and friends. And, um, and my husband, he was into real estate. He just, he retired from football and decided to start um, in real estate. And I kind of was helping out in spare time um and then we eventually started getting asked to manage a lot of properties um started off you know one two three four and we kind of just grew organically from there and i left my tv job which sounds really glamorous but um yeah it is it's a lot of hard work long hours and weekend work which you know i'd rather be watching my kids play sport on weekends 
Well, now I've seen some of your newsletters. I can see your journalistic skills are, are really shining through. So big well done. And you said like a lot of people like myself, I fell into property management when I was very green, uh, very underconfident 18-year-old. But right back in 1989, I first started as a property manager in Adelaide. Now let's move on. Now we're going to talk about something, Kylie, which is dear to my heart. And it's something that greatly affects uh, property managers out there and the area of conflict. Now, I I, I know and I do teach that um, 95% of conflict generally happens because someone has the wrong or indifferent expectations. But I'm also, we can do what we can to try and minimise conflict, conflict with, with education and induction and all of those sort of things to give people the right expectation before something occurs. But I think it's fair to say that you can still tick all the boxes, but we've still got people in properties. We've still got owners that care about their mortgage getting paid and tenants are living in something that's their home sanctuary. Conflict is just loaded and ready to go in a lot of cases. So it's something that as property managers, Kylie, we've got to get good at this if we're going to be succeeding at property management. Absolutely. And I think the first thing we need to acknowledge is that we are never going to be able to keep everybody happy at the end yeah, of the day. Right. Agree. And that please everyone out there, if you feel that you need to go and keep everybody happy and do whatever you can to make sure everyone's happy, you're going down. Your, your mental health is going to suffer. And, you know, you need to know that you've given it your best shot, but even still people are not going to be you know, always happy. So I think that's a, that's a very good, important uh, burnout minimization belief, that one. Absolutely. And uh, I can totally speak from experience. I was absolutely terrible with conflict. I was the person that was would sweat buckets. Um, my heart would race. Uh, I would, and I would always react usually quite aggressively. Um, I had, yeah, my, my response was that fight response. Uh, so yeah, it, it, it is. And, you know, with conflict, the I think another important thing to remember is that it actually stays in your body until you resolve the issue. Uh, and that's not good for our health. Constantly, you know, staying in that elevated or having your elevated, your nervous system elevated, constantly being in that stressed state and having that, that conflict actually loops around in your mind. Um, so if, you, if you're a property manager that wakes up in the middle of the night, um, nine times out of 10, it's something either you've forgotten to do during the day or it's a conflict that you haven't dealt with. Uh, Kylie, what can I say? I, I can totally relate to what you're saying. I, um, I guess, yeah, I've been in property management training consultancy a long time and people listen to my podcast and they hear a real confident Darren and all that stuff. But truth is, you know, I first when I first started in 1989, I was very underconfident. I had a very low self-esteem and fear was something that I struggled with every day and conflict in property management was my biggest issue that I couldn't deal with and it went right through to 93 now I'm not going to get into how I dealt with it I dealt with it in an amazing way within a 24-hour period it went from having fear every day to having no fear anymore but it was an issue and there's a lot of people listening to this right now Kylie who struggle with this and fear is a real issue and we've got to be able to know how to deal with it in a real powerful way um, and, it, you know, I remember many times, you know, waking up at three in the morning, you know, uh, in a cold sweat, 
um, thinking and, and, you know, worried or anxious about this and anxious about that or stressing about I'm going to have to deliver this bad news to this owner on this day or whatever. And I, I, I've been right there and completely understand it can really affect your mental health. It can. And I think you made a good point there as well. It actually starts with yourself being able to deal with conflict uh, and disputes. It starts with actually understanding who you are as a person, uh, what, you know, limiting self-beliefs might be holding you back, um, what stories that little inner mean girl might be telling you when you're about to go into a conflict situation. I'm not good at conflict. I can't deal with conflict. Um, I'm afraid of conflict. Um, I always upset people. Um, you know, really understanding who you are um, will really will help long term um, dealing with conflict. Um, and there's, you know, there's some great tools out there that you can Google, you know, how to, you know, like limiting self beliefs, I think is a really big one. Um, you, the inner stories that you tell yourself, um, you know, facing your fear as well. I mean, what is the fear in a conflict situation? Someone's going to yell at you. That's the worst thing that's going to happen. Um, you, know, you know what I mean? So yeah, there's, I yeah, personally feel that um, conflicts, be, being able to effectively address conflict um, starts with understanding yourself first. And I think, you know, we, we've got to say on listening, it, it's normal to be fearful around conflict. Um, you know, there's very few people out there that can just brush it off and now you know worries and the sleep soundly at night after a, um, a big issue has happened that day, you know, um, or worried about, you know, dealing with a conflict situation. Kylie, you've got some interesting, you know, um, uh, discussion around this around base instincts and stuff like that you're talking to me before Let, let's talk about that first let's talk about the what happens in our mind when there's a conflict situation there what actually occur occurs there and you said you got some nerdy stuff as well which i think is probably good to put on the table it is i am a little bit of a nerd and a bit of a researcher um, it's probably my journalistic background um, but i've done a few presentations for different businesses on conflict and disputes and I found some really interesting information um, while I was researching. I, I like to uh, take a different spin on things. Um, and a lot of, you know, a lot of, you know, I guess, um, education starts with psychology um, and, and who we are as human beings. So, um, yeah, so, so my research on this conflict and disputes, so it goes way back. Um, so where will I start? I'll start with it's. The primal response to conflict and dispute is housed in a part of our brain. It's one of the most primitive parts of our brain called the amygdala. And it is activated when we go in, and it was you know, critical for survival when we were living in caves and um, lions and tigers and bears were lurking around the corner. Uh, and we needed that response, that fight, flight or freeze response um, to survive. Um, but as society has evolved, our, that part of our brain has remained the same. And today, when we are faced with fear or conflict, um, we respond in the same way. We either fight, flight or freeze. And if you're listening now, have a think about the last conflict situation that you were in. Maybe it was this morning getting your kids out of bed. Um, maybe it was with your husband last night when he didn't fold the washing or didn't cook dinner on time or whatever, whatever that last conflict was. Or maybe it was a tenant that called um, and doesn't want to fix the, the stuff in the um, at their um, with his bond clean. Um, he won't go back and fix that or whatever. 
um, have a think about how you respond in those conflict situations. And I can pretty much guarantee that all of us will respond in one of those three ways. Like I said earlier, my response is fight. What's yours, Darren? Um, I think it used to be freeze um, and probably would be fight, um, depending on the situation. You know, we've got all different types of conflict that occurs in property management. Um, and, you know, in the last couple of years, even so, Kylie, things have seemed to have got worse. Um, you know, people through COVID, um, people have become more critical. Tenants have become more critical. Owners have become more critical, more wanting to fight us. Um, and, you know, it's really been a, an erosion and undermining factor of the industry where so many people are just leaving because things have just got so difficult to handle, um, you know, all of those sort of things. Um, you know, I, I think the conflict, you know, has been a big part of our last two years with, with COVID. That's probably why a lot of people are leaving the industry as well. I mean, um, we don't get paid enough to go to work and deal with some of those levels of conflict. And obviously COVID put a different spin on the conflict situation nobody and and also i think in victoria and queensland we've had a lot of legislation changes as well um and and people not understanding those legislation changes are uh and you know what was going on with covid um the moratorium on evictions for example that created a lot of angst a lot of conflict because tenants thought they couldn't get kicked out of properties um and a lot of fear for landlords as well so um, there was a lot of tricky situations, tricky waters to navigate for property managers uh, around conflict over the last couple of years. Um, and, you know, yeah, I've, 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 I really feel for, for some of them. Mm. And there is many, many different types of conflict. And you can do your very, very best in property management. But if you do, unfortunately, have an eviction situation and the tenant hasn't paid their rent and you have to see them off out of the property, well, you could be having conflict out of that, which is, you know, you've done your very best in that situation. But, but you know, Kylie, let, let's just lead on to talking about diffusing conflict. And I think, you know, how many counters have we been to, you know, just in our out and about, you know, you go to a counter um, in a bank or you go to a counter in, a, in some sort of government office or you go to... A, a line where you've got to stand at a news agent or you know you're seeing more and more of these signs pop up put there by the employer or the company saying you know um, we don't tolerate abuse um if if you you know we'll be asking you to leave like a post office you know it's another classic one you see these signs everywhere you know everyone knows what i'm talking about conflict and people blowing up and getting upset is now becoming so common and unfortunately and regretfully so acceptable to a lot of people, though we know it's unacceptable. You know, this issue that recently happened with um, Will Smith and Chris Rock, you know, that's conflict. And that was uh, unfortunately um, an unhealthy way uh, that Will Smith responded to conflict using violence. But there's so many people now that feel it's normal and okay to abuse someone if they're upset about something, even minor. And so there is more chance of conflict happening now than ever before over smaller matters that people wouldn't have got upset over many years ago. And so I think, Kylie, that being a good precursor to a discussion between us around we've got a situation, someone's on the phone or in the, in the office or at an, a property inspection, they're upset, they're emotional, they're angry, 
possibly starting to get abusive. We've got to calm this situation down. Kylie, what are some things that, that we can be doing here to take control of this situation? Um, that is like an everyday situation for a property manager at the end of the day, isn't it? Um, and I think the, the first thing you need to do is to listen. You need to, there's a great saying, um, you've got two ears and one mouth, so double down on the listening. Um, so yeah, start, really listen. And sometimes people just want to vent. They just want to be heard. They just want to get, um, get, their, get their, their, their feelings, I guess is the right word, their feelings out there. Um, so I think the first thing is to just listen, be quiet. As much as you want to jump in and defend yourself, uh, you know, really be disciplined and hear them out first. I think what you just said there is very profound. Everyone, you need to understand when people are upset and angry, they want to be heard. The word heard in our context of what we're talking about is two ingredients, empathy and listening. You can listen doesn't mean that you care about what they're saying or have empathy or wanting to listen to what they're saying. So it's listening with empathy is them being heard. If they perceive that you are actively listening and care about what they're upset about, that in itself will dramatically bring that emotional temperature down very quickly and probably will deal with 80 to 90% of the emotion that's going on because you can't discuss what at the moment when the emotions are flying and people are angry, you want to get down to a level-headed discussion. To do that, you've got to remove the emotion. And as you said, Kylie, being heard is very much part of bringing that down. And uh, with regards to the empathy, um, all like one of the best ways to demonstrate empathy, even if you're not genuine about it, and even if they are unreasonable, is just to repeat back what they said. So if they are unhappy because you didn't pay their, you were late paying their rent um, to them and their home loan got defaulted. Um, you know, just repeating that. Okay, so you're upset because your, um, you know, your home of course, I understand that would be um, annoying. You've obviously got a late fee there. Um, you know, that's one of the best ways to demonstrate empathy um, when somebody is really upset and angry. Um, if you can't think of anything else to say and um, yeah, just repeating back what they've said is a really um, a good thing to say back to them. Because I, again, active listening means you're listening exactly to what they're saying, which is what they want. Um, and they can see that you're on the same page as them because you are actively listening. And the proof of that is that you are repeating back what their issue is, demonstrating your active listening, again, bringing that, that temperature down. That's exactly right. Uh, I'm just trying to think of some other things to do. Um, you said offering, we got offering solutions as well. Um, yes. and, and I think once we've actively listened, um, then we can start saying, look, based on what you've said, I can see you're upset, but here, this is what I'm going to offer as a solution or I think that we can do. Um, and then offering that solution and saying, hey, if I do this by Friday or whatever, I mean, it really depends on what the situation is. Sometimes we can't give a solution to, say, a tenant that's being evicted, you know, and they're really angry and upset. You've got to do your best. But in this case here, 
um, you know, we're trying to fix something and we're giving that, you know, saying this is a solution I'm going to do um, and then giving a, 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 an, them an idea and getting them to agree, are you going to be okay with that? Is that going to be the, the solution to this situation? And sometimes you don't have that solution straight away. So sometimes you might need to say, look, I need to just have some space, some time. I need to think about this. I'll come back to you, like you said, on Friday, or uh, I might need to seek my boss's opinion. Um, this is a bit above my head. Um, but taking that time out is really important rather than, you know, you know, thinking on the spot and making the wrong decision. Um, so, you know, have that discipline to, to, to know when to take that time out. And also it's a negotiation as well. Um, a lot of conflict is about a negotiation. It's about a give and take. Um, I'll give you this, but the tenant might do this in return. Um, you know, trying to find, you know, it sounds cliche, but trying to find that win-win um, is very valuable. And, and sometimes you won't think about that on the spot. Um, and it is important to take the space, take the time and really think through. Um, and another thing I think is really important is to, to actually understand what you are, what the dispute is or what the conflict is. Because sometimes you get so emotional and, um, and a lot of um, conflict is about energy exchanges as well. So when someone's really angry and yelling at you, you take that energy on and then you re respond with the same energy back to them, like, like Newton's law. Um, for every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. Again, there I go getting nerdy. Um, but that's the same with an energy exchange. A conflict in its simplest form is an energy exchange between two people. Um, so if you um, don't take that time and space, um, you are going to keep responding um, the same exactly back to them. So um, I think that's another really a valuable point to mention for anyone really struggling with that conflict. No, I, I, of course, and I think that, that part of the discussion, everyone, just remember, You've got to care, make sure you show that you care and you're actively listening. And that's going to dramatically bring down um, a hot situation. Um, you know, I, Kylie, I, for many years, I've seen so many property managers um, just pouring fuel onto fire, not water onto fire. And, and I've seen tragic situations where, you know, businesses, property management bosses, um, you know, I've seen... I remember in 1990, watching a 60-minute segment on the agent from hell, um, a, a guy in Sydney that was uh, very quick to stoke conflict and be quick to get involved with high levels of conflict, and and um, you know, and and and, and I, I do know the, the gentleman. I knew him personally back five, ten years ago. You know, the, the, the conflict can have tragic circumstances. And um, in this particular case, um, a tenant went into an office and, and knifed a property manager. Um, you know, such an awful illustration of where bad conflict management can go. Um, and, and, you know, full respect to the, the principal who, you know, really, after that, you said, Darren, you don't get involved with conflict. You walk away from it. You deal with it. You put it out. You know, different from the guy in 1990, I saw in 60 Minutes, that was known as the agent from hell. And it took, unfortunately, that person's death to, uh, um, to change um, the way that he dealt with conflict after that. Um, you know, extreme example, I, I, I get that, but we've got to be very quick and now skillful people to be able to 
to to to deal with conflict. Now, Kylie, um, we've we're, we've got property managers that are dealing with emails, and the temperatures rising. You know, the emotion is starting to arise in an email. What's the best thing? What can we do? What what can we doing here in this case there, where we can see that emotion starting to pick up in an email? Pick up the phone. <laughs> Don't have um, debates with email. There is no context is. Um, never appropriate or true. Uh, people can read words anyway and interpret it any way they want. Um, whereas when you pick up the phone and you're having a conversation with somebody, there is no um, miscommunication. Um, same with texting. I mean, I'm sure we've all been in a texting argument with somebody um, in our lives. Uh, and, you know, people misinterpret what you say and it, it only escalates situations. So my best advice there, uh, it also resolves things so much quicker when you pick up the phone and you talk to somebody. Um, we are all, and I have been, I will admit, I am guilty of being a keyboard warrior. Um, I, and like I said before, I was comfortable with conflict. I would avoid conflict at any cost um, because I couldn't control my own emotions. And, um, and I would yeah, sit and write these big, long-winded emails um rather than just picking up the phone and you know resolving it in less than five minutes yeah five minutes on the phone saves a thousand words in an email doesn't it and you know a famous quote by julie collins who's uh, an expert in property management and uh, from lake macquarie uh, in new south wales running an agency there her famous quote is the phone is for conversation and the email is for confirmation um, and you, you talked about texting, you know, texting and getting into conflict and, and my goodness me, you know, think about a Facebook chat, someone's, you know, we're seeing these text wars going on in comments uh, on a Facebook post um, where, where people just bite and, you know, angry and it just, you know, texting is such a poor way to communicate um, and we've got to use the most effective way and best platform to fix conflict. Um, and, uh, you know, texting is the worst um, way to communicate. The next level up, um, less worst is email. Um, then there's phone. Um, then there's face-to-face -face Zoom. Um, and then there's actual face-to-face -face is the best way to communicate um, to quickly resolve things because we can communicate fully with our body language and people can see our feet shuffling and all different types of things when we're face to face. But then every level of communication that comes in after that strips out something out of it right down to the most primitive form of communication, which is texting. So people, you just got to recognize each one of those platforms have a purpose, but make sure you're using the right purpose for the right level of communication. Can I just jump in there and say also uh, with conflict, it's it, people take it personally, but it's, you know, it's not, you shouldn't be taking it personally. Property managers shouldn't take their conflict around their jobs personally, uh, unless you've, you've really stuffed up. And then at the end of the day, everybody stuffs up. We all make mistakes. Um, your landlords, your tenants, everybody makes a mistake. Um, you own that mistake. You apologize for that mistake and then you offer a solution to that mistake but it's not personal um, when an, a landlord's blowing up about their i'll use that example again um their rent not being paid on time and they've missed their mortgage repayments the landlord is not like yes he's taking it out on you but the reason he's upset is because he's probably going to get a late fee and he probably needed that money and he's upset about 
the money. He's upset about his situation. He's not upset about you. So switch off that, taking it personally, put up that boundary or barrier or whatever you want to put up there and then listen, show your empathy and find this, offer that solution. I'm really sorry. This is what I'm going to do to fix this. Make sure that it doesn't happen again down the track. I'm going to put this in place you know, or explain it if the tenants didn't pay their rent on time before our disbursement, which is a classic. Um, uh, before we disperse, the tenant paid it the day after. Um, you know, I maybe recommend that you, um, you know, put a little buffer in there in case it happens again. He's paid two date falls um, in the wrong cycle or whatever. Um, find that solution and do the work and he'll never be upset with you ever again. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. If you do the right thing. Well, let's talk about taking things personally because, you know, most property managers do take the job personally, do take conflict personally. Um, what are some of the things that people can do that they've had a difficult day? How can they just wash off their day, switch off five, six o'clock at night, be able to have peace of mind uh, at nighttime, not waking up at three in the morning, that witching hour that property managers are very well known for waking up and stressing out. Um, what are some tips, you know, that, that people can, can, can use Kylie, to not take the job personally? This is such a great question because I have actually just recently started a new practice or habit, if you like, and it is called a work shutdown routine. And every afternoon I check my emails. Uh, I, I finish work at five o'clock. That's, um, that's my done time. Uh, there's no negotiation around that. Um, I'm... I'm going in to see my family and spend time with them. That's that's my time. But I will check my emails, make sure nothing urgent has come in. I will plan out my, tick off my list of things that I achieved today. Um, might give myself a little high five to celebrate something that I'd been putting off um, and I achieved it. Give myself a little win there. And then I will write down my to-do list for tomorrow. Um, Prioritising it, my you know top three things uh, that I'm, I, I need to do tomorrow. Um, and then I've got everything else in order, numbered, or however you like to structure it. Um, then I shut down my computer, close off, close my to-do list, put that away, you know, take some deep breaths, you know, whatever, and turn off the lights, walk out, and that's it. I'm done. But that routine um, gets me in that unwind phase. I'm organised for tomorrow. I know what I've got to come in and sit down at my desk and do first thing in the morning. And I really um, think that it's really helped me anyway, um, you know, sort of come in the next day and spend the first 15 minutes when people are, you know, talking to you or, um, you know, at you, at least you can focus really quickly. And just on that focus, do you know, I've just read this really interesting stat and when I was off topic a little bit, but um, I think it's all relevant um, that the average person these days only focuses for eight seconds isn't that crazy yes that's yeah that that, that is crazy absolutely yeah so but anyway that that's what has really helped me um yeah get yeah. um i think switch off for the day yeah I think there's another podcast in that there kylie there yeah. is yeah absolutely i know it just, it just shut yeah. down routine um yes. and uh, i will take you up on that but um 
uh, I, I think other you know people out there, you know, what buffer, what thing have you got that separates you between your work mind and your home mind? Because your family needs the best out of you, your children need the best out of you, your your life partner needs the best out of you, and property management has a way of stealing that from the family. And you know, you're still in work mode. You know, I remember myself. You know, my 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 wife. Kylie, I've got my wife is called Kylie, and she's, you know, about this problem, that problem, but I'm all problem solved out. I've got nothing left to give. I, all that was given in work time, you know, my problem solving because property management is one big problem to be solved. And, um, you know, we've got to have that wind down time. And so, we, we, you know, it's particularly a lot of property managers, you know, over 90% are ladies. And, um, you know, a lot of them have got households to run and kids to run. And they put that mum hat on, that property mum that you talk about. They put that mum hat on and things get very, very busy. And so we've got to have that buffer. So other property managers, I know they would have a little ritual or routine. Um, one particular property manager I know in the Adelaide Hills is a big, big tunnel. Um, when he drives through that tunnel, comes out the other side, it is home. When he drives through the tunnel in the morning and he goes onto the Adelaide side, well, now I'm in work mode. Other people, it's, it's a, a beach walk or it's going to the gym or something like that. You've got to have some sort of buffer or ritual where you can just wash off the day um, and get into work mode. And, and of course, then we're going to get disciplined about our emails and our calls and all that sort of thing. And that's another training session. We do have podcasts on that as well. Just go to uh, episode one and two every everyone. Um, uh, we've got probably one of the best property managers in New Zealand named Shadi. She uh, doesn't take any emails or any calls after hours. The phone's left in her car. Um, go and have a look at that, Shadi Salapore, um, and you'll, you'll get that. So I think Kylie would had a really good podcast there. Um, and just as a reminder, everyone, we've got some really good conflict training sessions in our IGT exclusive members portal. Um, I've done a training session on how to um, proactively avoid conflict from actually happening. And that really comes down to understanding that most conflict occurs because something happened outside of someone's expectation. They had a wrong or indifferent expectation. You know, the usual, why wasn't I told about that? Well, we've got to get really good at educating and inducting before something occurs. You know, that's why we induct the tenant thoroughly at the start of the, of the tenancy. And we, we've got all those potholes and speed humps along the way that we've got to induct them before something occurs, particularly before a tenant moves out of a property as well. So we've got a session on proactively avoiding conflict. And then when you're in conflict, how to deal with it. So that's reactively dealing with conflict as well. So if you want more information on the membership, just go to the IGT uh, inspiredgrowthtraining.com uh, website. Just go become a member and you can see the information on that. But Kylie, good session. Um, and again, a reminder, go and um, subscribe uh, and listen to Kylie Walker's podcast, That Property Mum, M-U-M. Um, some really good topics, very similar to the sort of things that we wrestle with um, in the PM Power podcast, the big issues that property managers struggle with. Um, that's our focus as well. Um, Kylie, you're a breath of fresh air. Thank you. I really enjoy the time. And um, it's been a great chat. And I look forward to having you on our show again, hopefully in the very near future. Anytime. Thanks for having me. Cool. Take care, everyone. Thank you.